The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors. We'd like to welcome you to another edition of Spotlight on Long Island Schools on 103.9 LI News Radio. Out on the web at linewsradio.com, and now you can take us on the LI News Radio app, so you can listen to the Spotlight on Long Island Schools no matter where you are. Thanks for tuning in each and every week. Spotlight on Long Island Schools is brought to you by the Nassau Suffolk School Boards Association, serving Long Island school boards since 1959. Bob Vecchio, your host, and this week we'd like to welcome back to Spotlight on Long Island Schools the Seaford School District, and in particular the Seaford High School. And if you recall, a couple months back, we spoke with some students that were involved in their EMT class and certification program. And we're going to follow up with some of those students. And we're going to also follow up with the educators and the instructors that are involved in the program. So we'd like to welcome back the high school principal, Ms. Nicole Schnabel. Ms. Schnabel, welcome back to Spotlight on Long Island Schools. Talk to us about what's been happening over at Seaford since the last time we spoke. Thank you so much for having us. It's truly a proud moment for our students and our instructors. You know, one of the themes that we have going at Seaford High School is surrounding each other with greatness. So I'm not sure if I mentioned that last time, but our goal this year and forever is to make sure that we always bring our best selves to our day at Seaford High School. And the young ladies that are in this program and our educators, they are constantly working to serve others and continue to surround each other with greatness. And one of the exciting projects that they've engaged in since we've last spoken was the opportunity for them to start working on their rotation, start um, putting the jaws of life in their hands and really getting out there and working with, you know, working with people to to start saving lives and, and applying what they've learned. So we're really proud to share that with everyone to talk a little bit more about the vocational opportunities that we're putting into place to make sure that everyone achieves greatness, whether it be heading to college, heading right to the career force, heading to be a first responder, no matter what it is, you know, our students, they want to continue to serve others and be the best that they can be. That's such a great perspective and so relevant to today, how there is a shift. It's, you know, it's, it's about presenting the opportunities, whether you choose that path for higher education or choose that path right into career, giving them real world practical experience. So, that A, they get the exposure to it and B, they can make an interesting choice as to which direction they want to go. We want to speak with one of the instructors. She's a teacher there at Seaford High School, Marianne DeMille. Marianne, welcome to Spotlight on Long Island Schools. So my question to you as an educator uh, uh, this is kind of a unique program. Not too many school districts have an EMT course or class in their school. So from your perspective, uh, what does this mean to have something like this in a school district? Well, I think this is fantastic. Some students, you know, and and, and the course is great. So we're going to start there. But some students go to college and they choose a major and they spend a lot of money and then realize it's not really for them. I think that having this in the high school before they've made those type of life decisions and spent that kind of money is a fantastic asset so they can taste it. They can see what it feels like and experience it and then decide if they want to move ahead and pursue a career in the medical field, whether they want to continue volunteering in their local fire department, or maybe this isn't for them. But, you know, they learned this at a point where they're, you know, 17 or 18 years old and not when they're 22 years old and, you know, $100,000 later. (laughs) 
That's a, that's a really important point. You know, before you rack up that debt, it's good to get a little of exposure and experience. And also, you know, this is a, this is kind of a different course than what's traditionally taught. G- give us a perspective between some of the standard courses and how this is very different with the hands-on approach. Well, that's exactly it, the hands-on. I mean, at least once or twice a week, the girls are up, um, they're doing labs, they're assessing patients, the mannequins um, doing CPR. I was telling Chief Finneran the other night that my favorite mannequin was they have a labor and delivery mannequin. They actually have where they have a fake you know, baby on the inside and they would deliver. Sometimes we try to deliver breach and just show them the complications that could happen. It was absolutely fascinating. And I think that's why this is such a great class because it's so interesting and so like it delves into what can go right, what can go wrong, what's interesting about the human body compared to a regular class where they're sitting there for 40 minutes and, you know, hearing about different things. They're seeing it here. They're experiencing it. They're touching it. I think it's fantastic. Awesome. Well, she kind of alluded to him. I'd like to welcome to the program, Chief Michael Finneran, who is the instructor for the program. And, you know, Michael, let's start off with this. You know, I, I said on the last show and I've divulged it, you know, my son is a paramedic in the system and he started off like these young ladies that we're going to talk to. He got bitten by the bug, if you will. Uh, when he joined the program as a 16 year old, he was a certified EMTB before he graduated. And now it's his career path and it's what he does uh, full time. And there's such a huge shortage in this industry. So, I see programs like this critically important just from a workforce development standpoint. Talk to us about that. I would agree with you uh, 100%. There's an incredible demand for rescuers in all levels of certification. These programs are so valuable at the high school level because you summed it up perfectly. It's getting bitten by the bug. Some of the students that started in the program may have been a little skeptical, skeptical, excuse me, because uh, it's a little overwhelming with all the academics and the skills and the language. They have to learn a whole new medical language, but nothing would be possible without the support of the administration and the school and the principal and every obstacle that I could possibly have has been eliminated so we can run and we can teach these students the valuable skills of pre-hospital care. And it does open the door for them. Once they graduate and once nursing is open to them, PA programs, paramedic programs, it opens a whole new world for them. And it's a very exciting program. And the students that are attending this class just took their final exam and they've done spectacularly well. I am so proud of them. But a lot of it goes into the foundation of creating that good environment and Marianne, and myself and the principal all are dedicated to helping these students achieve these goals of becoming New York State EMTs. It's an invaluable service. We don't have enough rescuers out there on our ambulances. And if you had the opportunity to get in front of a room of decision makers for school districts across Long Island, tell us why they should look into bringing a program like this into their district. It's an incredible opportunity for students. It's a capture moment. They are they are our target audience. They are exciting. They are, they are committed to it. Once they get 
into this program and they start doing skills, the confidence that comes out, the students are exploding personality. They learn to interview, they learn to, to communicate and maintain eye contact and ask interesting questions. And some of the students have absolutely evolved into wonderful people um, and rescuers that I, I can't wait to see them in the field saving lives every day. That's awesome. And that's a great testament to the job that you and Marianne are doing there as well. I want to welcome back to Spotlight on Long Island Schools, one of the students that are in this program, Daniela. Daniela, welcome back. And, and well, congratulations. You, you took your finals and you did well. Uh, talk to us about the preparation that you took upon yourself preparing for the finals. And what are you looking forward to now? Well, I'm so glad that we all made it through the course. Um, the final was definitely a lot of prep work. We've learned, I think, 24 lectures and a lot of skills with that. So that was definitely um, a lot to study for, but I'm glad that it all worked out. We all did really well on it. And now we have our state skills testing, which is the hands-on stuff coming up uh, this Saturday. So now we're just focusing on that, doing our hands-on work. We're doing hemorrhage control, we're doing fracture management, um, CPR, airways, and all good stuff like that. So it's really fun uh, working with all the tools and being able to do it hands-on right there in class. Now, assuming your state trials go well and, and you pass, you then get your certification, correct? After our state skills um, test, then we have to do the state written exam. And then once you pass that, we can get our certification. And then once you get your certification, then what can you do? Explain to the audience once you pass that and get your license. So once you get your certification, um, I am a part of the juniors program at the Seaford Firehouse. So I will love to ride on the ambulance um, over there and help out over there. And I can put it on my job resume and applications because I am heading to Drexel University. I'm doing their nursing program. So that'll be a, a great, um, I'll have a great step ahead of everyone else of learning all this stuff before they do. We're speaking with Seaford High School, and it's a follow-up to a previous program about the EMT certification program they have. And by the time this show airs, Danielle will probably have successfully passed all of her state exams and will be a licensed EMTB in the state of New York. You're listening to Spotlight on Long Island Schools on 103.9 LI News Radio, streaming on the web at linewsradio.com. Going to talk with another student right after we come back from our break. We'd like to welcome you back to Spotlight on Long Island Schools on 103.9 LI News Radio. And you can catch us on that LI News Radio app so that you can listen to Spotlight on Long Island Schools no matter where you are. Spotlight on Long Island Schools brought to you by the Nassau Suffolk School Boards Association serving Long Island School Boards since 1959. Continuing our conversation with the Seaford School District and in particular the high school. And we did a show a few months back about their EMT program, and it was kind of early on. And we spoke with Daniela at the last show. And listen, she's gone through her finals. She passed the finals in school. Now it's the states. And by the time this show airs, hopefully she is a licensed certified EMT riding those ambulances in Seaford. And, and hopefully you don't have to run into Daniela. 
to be honest, right? It's one of those things that you like that they're there, but you hope that they never show up to your house because if they're showing up to your house, then they kind of need you. Want to also welcome to the program another high school senior, Catherine, who's part of the EMT certification program. Catherine, welcome to Spotlight on Long Island Schools. And my first question is, what made you want to sign up for this program? Because I know a group of you advocated to have the program brought in-house, but what piqued your interest to get involved? So when I first heard that this program was coming to the high school, I knew that this was something that I would be interested in. Um, two of my best friends are part of the Wontaw Fire Department as volunteers, and I knew that's something that I wanted to do. And this year I was actually able to join the Wontaw Fire Department after I enrolled in this class. Um, and I also plan on going to five years of college to become a nurse practitioner. So I knew that this would be a good head start and get my baseline knowledge to be more successful in my college class. Yeah, and, and you find a lot of folks that get bitten by the bug and get into the EMT services. A lot of them find a pathway to nursing, nurse practitioner, physician's assistants. I, I'm always amazed at how many physician assistants uh, were past paramedics or EMTs. Uh, so you see this as a career pathway for you uh, going forward. And what is uh, some of the schools that you're looking at for that? My number one school right now is Fairfield University in Connecticut. And my other option is Malloy University. So explain, it, it kind of gets under your skin, right? This emergency service, first responder stuff. How did it get under your skin and, and how would you describe it to somebody that's not part of it? Um, if you have like the drive to help other people or to even just gain a baseline knowledge that if something does happen, you are able to help. It's honestly the best feeling ever. I know for myself and a lot of the other people, we were given a lot of life-saving materials already that I keep in the trunk of my car. And just knowing that even when if I pass something or someone, I've already experienced it. I can use my knowledge to help someone else. And it's such a good feeling to be able to do that. So you are a person that puts service above self, and, and that's so critically important and so warming to hear from somebody that's so young. Daniela, you know, you have done your, what they would consider clinical rotations. Talk to us about the experiences that you've had hand on, hands-on with that. Yeah, so I did them in a medical office. So I wasn't in a hospital or like a trauma center. So it was more like physical checkups and people coming in to um, get their prescription, um, higher dosage or lower dosage or changing it. So I did some blood pressure and I did lung sounds. I learned how to check their ears, um, nose and throat. And then we went over to Bristol nursing home and I got to experience the geriatrics and all that kind of stuff. So that was really cool and a very good experience. It was really cool working with patients who did have hypertension and where I would actually get a blood pressure that wasn't the standard 120 over 80 because we've been all practicing on each other. So um, that was really cool to, to do it real life on a real patient. And you're thinking about getting into nursing. Is there a specific type of field within nursing or a discipline that you're hoping to get involved in? I've always wanted to be a cardiologist. So I'm going nursing first and then doctor after, hopefully. But um, cardio is really something that catches my eye. You know, the heart is a very unique thing and there's a lot of components to it. But um, heart and lungs, that's really it's really interesting to me. So that's my that's my dream. All right. And we were talking off the air, Daniela. Uh, you guys had some experiences with the jaws of life as part of your training as well. Yes, that was really fun. We went to um, the EMS Academy over in Bethpage, 
and we got to tear apart a car. So we were practicing um, stabilizing the car. God forbid there was a patient trapped underneath or trapped inside, uh, making sure that the scene was safe. And then we got to tear apart the windshields, break it up, and then um, extract patients from inside of it. You were a little more excited about tearing apart the car than extracting the patient. I just picked up. Just tear the stuff apart. Catherine, what are some of the things that you're looking forward to further with your participation and, and as you go further down the road with your training here? Um, so I hope this summer, once I pass the state exam, that I will be able to be an ENT over the summer, whether that be at some of the parks or at the beach and to use what I learned when we were at the academy not only did we do vehicle extrication but we also practiced saving firefighters and doing uh, firefighter cpr which i think was really crucial because i do volunteer at the firehouse and throughout the whole program we've always learned that your partners and the people you work with become your family so learning how to execute that and how if a firefighter goes down how to save them was really cool too yeah, so there, you know, that is so critically important. And I know there's a reason why EMTs are always on the scene whenever there's an active fire or whatever, again, to treat those that are responding that way. Uh, but you also touched on something. There there are really some cool job opportunities once you get that license in hand. Uh, and I know you know, a, a lot of folks, like you said, will be the EMT on call at the beach. And, you know, it's it's a job and, you know, it's kind of a fun job if if it's a quiet day, right? You never say the Q word in this industry. I, I was taught that by my son. Don't say the Q word because that, you know, just opens the door to all sorts of chaos. What would you say to somebody who's considering joining and and wanting to pursue this as a career, Catherine? What would you say is the reason they should? I would recommend it to anyone to join. It's such a rewarding job and it's such a reward, rewarding thing to learn. Um, again, like I said, with that knowledge, it just feels so good to know that you're able to help someone. And even if people who don't know or like kids at our age who don't know what they want to be, it's such a good thing to start at and to see if this, if you're interested in something in the medical field or if as your job you want to be an EMT, our Chief Finneran talks about all of his experiences in the field, and he makes it sound so fun. He loves his job, you can tell, and I would really recommend it to anyone. Great. want to welcome to the program another senior there at Seaford High School, Alexandra. Alexandra, welcome back to Spotlight on Long Island Schools. And uh, Alexandra, talk to us about how this experience has changed you having this program in your school. It changed me as a person. It just shows how much people in the medical community really do care for others. And it really does show through the program as well. And what's been your biggest surprise that you didn't anticipate originally going in? What what kind of like stood out for you? Like, wow, that, that was really cool. I wasn't expecting that. I think it was mostly all like the pharmaceuticals that I really was interested in and I was really shocked about learning through the program. Yeah, there's a lot of detail with the pharmaceutical piece and I know the anatomy and physiology gets a lot of folks as well. And uh, Chief Finneran, what are your hopes for the program going forward? Well, um, I think the school itself has caught the bug. We have a lot of interest in the program uh, during curriculum night. We were having a lot of interest throughout the year. We get uh, other teachers that'll stop by and 
stand in and watch the students perform. And again, I can't overemphasize how proud I am of these seven superheroes, not only in passing a very difficult course with only two periods of practice. It really is all about them. They deserve all the credit because they're the ones that are dedicated to this. And and to put a, a fine point on it, and I, I love that these rescuers want to pursue their careers in the medical field, the doctors at Hofstra University through the Northwell Health Systems, before they become doctors, they have to become EMTs. And they have to do that in their first year because they need that foundation threshold. So I'm so excited to hear um, my colleagues, because that's what they are, want to pursue the medical field. And once they graduate, they are still going to be home. The, the academy is always going to be their home. We're always going to be a resource for them. And they're right. Jones Beach is waiting for rescuers. Absolutely. And and I love the fact that you refer to them as colleagues and rescuers. I want to congratulate Danielle and Catherine and Alexandra and all the other young ladies in this program and hats off to Seaford High School for the vision of bringing this program in-house. You've been listening to Spotlight on Long Island Schools on 103.9 LI News Radio. Again, catch us on that LI News Radio app. Check out our Facebook page, Spotlight on Long Island Schools. That's your place to go. Suggest a program, club, or activity that your district is involved in or doing. And just like Seaford, your school, your students, and your teachers may be the next one right here in our spotlight. Thanks for tuning in each and every week. Stay well, continue to be kind to one another, and listen, always be proud of our students. They're doing amazing things. Thank you. The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors.